Welcome back, everybody. Today, we're going to have a conversation with Greg. Greg, say, say, take a second to say hello to the audience. Hey, thanks for having me on. Really excited to, uh, to be here, Tony. Thank you so Absolutely. much. Absolutely. If you could give us a one-word open to start with, what would that be? Uh, I'm going to go the word gray. So not black, not white, but gray. <laughs> I have to ask, man. Where, where are we going with this? <laughs> Um, Hey, I wanted to have something new and different. Uh, Maybe that's some of the other folks hadn't said, but um, yeah, I mean, this is all about uh, startups and um, so often I think you're just wrestling with gray matter. You know, nothing is really straightforward. So I I just wanted to come right out in front just uh, to bring that to the front of the conversation, because uh, I think that's so much part of the entrepreneurial experience is that gray matter. Greg, that's so awesome. It's a fresh perspective. So I appreciate you bringing that to this, to this interview. With that said, uh, give us you know the high-level overview. Take three to five minutes. Tell us who Craig is, how you got started, your background, your business, where, you know, where you're at today, where you're heading to. Okay, sure. Um, yeah, so my uh, company is called uh, Wizmo. So uh, W-I-Z-M-O if you're Canadian or W-I-Z-M-O uh, for the Americans and everyone else out there. Um, And we do uh, e-commerce logistics uh, management uh, really is what what it's come to. So for people who are large enterprise uh, retailers or in a lot of cases, uh, distribution centers, um, and in many cases, other logistics companies, we're helping manage the direct consumer delivery programs um, that they have. It's, um, as I mentioned, more enterprise. So we have a a minimum of $2 million a year spent, but... um, you know, what we say is we, we deliver cost um, reduction choice. So we have 30 plus carriers where we have wholesale access um, to everything that we have in our network. And then collaboration is we have pretty close relationships because we have fewer but, but larger um, customers. So um, to give you an idea, just a lot, lot more simply about what we do, we basically go to your location and we physically pick up your packages and we ship them for you. Um, so Wismo is actually a carrier, just like UPS or USPS or Canada Post uh, on many of the, the uh, off-the-shelf programs like um, Desktop Shipper, ShipStation, 2Ship, whatever. Um, you can use Wismo and you can have access to services that you wouldn't get otherwise. Um, so what I mean by, by that is the, the original origin of the company. I was working for UPS in Canada, uh, in Toronto as was um, Alex, my, uh, my business partner. And we were working in sales, doing well, but we realized the e-commerce market really wasn't being done right. Um, you had these poor business owners were managing an account manager from, from UPS, FedEx, you know, Canada Post, Purelater. They all had minimum spends. They held separate account managers. And they actually, all, at that point in time, also had separate technologies. So it was a very disjointed experience um, all the way through. So we we just said, hey, there needs to be one point of contact, like one throat to choke. You get one clean bill um, and we give you access to stuff you, you wouldn't see otherwise. So it started off with us actually selling American postage to Canadians. So we'd give them access to United States Postal Service, but from Canada. So it was effectively a form of postal arbitrage. Um, and at the beginning, my partner and I took turns driving a Toyota Camry over the border at nighttime to inject those packages into the, the U.S. market and then effectively drive back. Um, and, you know, we recognized a bit of a hole in the market. It, it started growing pretty rapidly, but that was the first example of giving people access to more exotic products 
Um, and, you know, from there, we've grown into the worldwide market. Um, so, you know, Europe and Asia and whatnot, all, all handled from, um, from Canada and the U.S. Uh, outbound. And then we have as well a domestic products. We manage um, an air network in Canada. So you can kind of have like an Amazon experience, uh, but at a lower, lower than postal rate in Canada. So it's, you know, it's progressed a lot, but basically we ship packages for you. It's like a managed uh, network. And um, yeah, I, you know, in, in terms of uh, terms of the startup, I think I mentioned there, it just started with the two of us. Um, I like telling people about how we had the Toyota Camry with like five packages in the first day. And then we eventually got a U-Haul uh, thing off the back, like a hitch. And we, we pulled packages. Um, and we were going through like the truck lane and customs. They say like, what, what is this? It's so strange. Um, but we, we've built the company and, you know, in five years to, to be 40 people and um, heading towards like $50 million in, in revenue uh, at a forward run rate and without a dime of, of, of capital. Like we use credit cards, um, to get this company started. So I think it's a, a pretty fun story. Oh my God. It's so fascinating. When you were telling me the story about the Toyota Camry, we first mentioned it. I was the first thing I thought about is how much, how many hours did you guys spend going through customs? But I can't even imagine how, how, what, that was, what that was like. <laughs> yeah. They, they assumed some kind of crime is going on and you're not, you're not up high enough to see the officers at the uh, customs booth. Cause it's designed for trucks that are like, 10 feet up in the air, <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, it's, uh, you know, proof of concept, right. And we just, we, um, we're taking sales calls and designing software, like while driving trucks and doing pickups. I mean, like it's, it was a fun, um, sort of like, uh, I guess you could say rags to riches type story, but not riches. I mean, just, we made it kind of past the terminal velocity of a startup, but, um, you know, we did it with nothing. And I, I love that because, we're in an environment now where, especially in my space, uh, it, we're just being money, just pouring down people's throats. Like VCs who don't, who aren't understanding the market are just allocating huge capital. And um, for what, uh, you know, they, I don't know if they know the space. A lot of people assume, oh, it's an antiquated space. We're bringing technology into it. Not really. Logistics has been one of the earliest technology spaces there is. Um, and uh, so there's a lot of misconceptions about, about our space. That's awesome. Thanks for giving us a good high-level overview. So let's shift over to some wins. Can you share a recent win in your business that you experienced and then tell us your, your takeaway from it? Uh, yeah, so I'll go with a, a really recent example. Um, I was mentioning before we got on the call that we just did our um, company Christmas party. So, you know, we're made up of a lot of uh, sorters, uh, la warehouse laborers, drivers. Uh, they make up a lot of our um, our employee headcount, and you know, we we try and do uh, not good stuff for them. Like with the warehouse is well lit, it's warm. There's music on all the time. But when it comes to getting together to celebrate for Christmas, you know, we put on a $400 a head um, event for all these people, where it was a, a casino night, private casino night. You know, catered awesome dinners, and a lot of you know folks at our company they, they wouldn't get a night out like that. Um, you know, to open bar premium, whatever, whatever. And anyhow, everyone felt like a, a king and a queen on Saturday. And they've coming into the office uh, Monday, just, just jacked up and ready to, uh, to kill it for the rest of December here. So treat your people right. Um, have some fun. And uh, that, that's my, my win. That's awesome, man. What about a failure? Tell us a recent failure that you had an encounter. And then how did you come out through, how, how did you come out on the other side of it? Um, yeah, exactly. So, you know, the losses are really more, more important than the wins in, in some cases. Um, 
And I think you've sometimes referenced uh, Dan Sullivan on, on your show, but he talks about your obstacles being the raw material for sort of building your dreams going forward. And I, I really think that's the case with us. Um, you know, not that recently. I'm, you know, I mentioned we're bootstrapped. We, we finance huge receivables in this business to be able to float our transportation spend to our customers. And uh, so it's very tough on cash. And for a period of time in, in the business, we ran with basically like three days cash on hand um, for a long time. And people wondered how, like, how, how can you do that? Isn't that impossible? We said, you know what, somehow we did it. And I think pressure makes diamonds because you should see how capital efficient we are now that we actually have the lines of credit and the different things available to us. It's like, we're the most efficient company ever because pressure made diamonds and we, we had to deal with such a dire situation. So we came out onto the other side, like the Terminator because we were so tough for so long. So that, that was a loss that um, turned out to be a win for us. That's really great. Thanks for sharing that with us as well. Let's talk about thought leadership. I would love to hear your perspective. You know, you're a thought leader. What do you think makes someone a successful thought leader? Uh, yeah, good, good question. I think in terms of thought leadership, it, it has to be contrarian. So um, there's some good, some good people out there uh, in the world, like Peter Thiel, I think is like a famous contrarian uh, thought leader. I really enjoy him and I enjoy um, guys like Elon Musk as well. Those two, I guess they know each other, sort of, sort of related. They're thought leaders. Um, CEO of Shopify, I think, I think he's a thought leader, but um, what... <laughs> What works for uh, the CEO of um, Shopify is Tobias Lucas, um, whatever is that, you know, he talks about working from humanity backwards. So he says like uh, their ecosystem gives out more value than it absorbs. And um, I really love that high level kind of macro um, ideas that are, that are all about like putting humanity first and working backwards because, you know, we live in such a complex world with so many technologies and um management styles and whatnot but if you get really simplistic about it um just working back from the basic needs of, of a human um you can almost guarantee any business model to be a success if, if it's on the rails of sort of humanity so i really like um that thought leadership and uh to answer your question anything that's contrarian i think is a, is a thought leader that's awesome that's solid answer so i really appreciate that as well Let's go over to company culture. I would love to hear from you if you could share with the audience, you know, what makes, you know, when you see a company, it's hitting its stride, so to speak, when it comes to culture, what are those like, like top two or three ingredients from your perspective that makes a company have an awesome culture? So, you know, I, I can probably really only speak accurately from my own experience. And, um, you know, they always say culture, uh, eat strategy for breakfast. And, you know, I'm sure it's true. So it, it's something that we've always wanted to, to put a lot of importance on, but I, I sort of realized that our culture after, you know, five years or so, it, it's so distinct. And um, it, it's, we say it's everyone at Wismo is all in. That's what we say. And I think the culture came from the, the two founders being so involved. We're all in all the time. Like people see how hard um, the two founders work and how much financial risk, quite frankly, and different things we've taken on to see the company work. And I think that they look at that and go like, Hey, I, I can do that too. And then after the first one or two people were like that at our company, um, everyone else just started following suit. And the ones who couldn't do it started leaving on their own without us firing or having to part with them. So I think it's, it's, a, it's 
very much a partner-led thing. Like you can't just be in the owner's box putting money into an investment. Like you've got to show them how much you care so that they can follow suit and copy you. I love that. So here we are. The audience has been listening. They're like, all right, now I know who Craig is a little bit. I want to find out more and follow him and find out more information about his company. So I want you to take this opportunity to give out your social handles and your company website address. Uh, sure. So the, um, the website address is uh, just shipwismo.com. So S-H-I-P-W-I-Z-M-O.com. Um, we aren't doing a whole ton on social media, so I, I won't push you there. But LinkedIn, we, we do have um, some activity going on there. So it's, it's Wismo Solutions, Inc. is the full name of the company. Or just look up Wismo on LinkedIn uh, and you can follow us there. We, we're a little bit active on, on that front. Good stuff. And here we are at the end. We started with a one word open of gray and you gave us the context. Here we are at the end. I need a one word close and then tell us why you're going to sign off with this close. Okay. okay. Um, so yeah, my one word close will be positivity. And um, the reason why is it's just something I've I learned in 2021 that you have to be positive. You can have short-term benefits from being very hard on yourself and, and your team. And that kind of thinking can actually make you think clearer. Um, according to science, it, that is the case, but it, it's a very short-term fix for long-term problems. So I think as, as entrepreneurs, we almost have to delude ourselves with positivity. And a lot of the great uh, business coaches um, are, are in on this right now and really doubling down on it. It's, it's all about positivity and just find a way to, to hack your brain if you have to, to be positive. Because if you don't, your, your whole team is going to fall into the uh, pessimism trap that you might be in as a leader and anything you can do to avoid that is super important. All right, Craig, thank you so much for this meaningful conversation. I know I had some solid takeaways in the audience as well. So I'm looking forward to having you back on here soon. Well, cool. thanks, Tony. Really appreciate it. Have a good one.